Uh, alright, this is the first time I'm trying out a live form of the podcast. So welcome to Forbidden FM. Already I feel like I'm better at uh, this one than I am <laughs> the recorded one. I feel like this one's a lot more informal, you know, because it's live, so there's a lot more, uh, a lot more liberties I can take. Um... I'm streaming onto Twitch as well, which I'm not used to doing. What filters do I have on? I have uh, filters on my mic on the stream that I feel like sound better. On uh, They just, I feel like they sound better on the stream than on the podcast. So I might replicate them. Ooh, okay, okay. 15, okay. Wow, my, wow, my settings on the stream are insane. I have my mic boosted too? Wow, okay. Awesome. Yeah, see, I'm already, uh, acting more like my stream self. <laughs> and that one's 44. And what's the stuff on that one? 10 and 150? I don't think I adjusted those. I'm going to keep those the same. Alright, my mic should sound more like my stream settings. Because I have like a noise gate and a compressor and whatnot. And that's what it's going to sound like on Twitch, so... Might as well make it match. Um, I'm not using any of the VODs either. I'm using the recording. <laughs> for like the release after the fact. So, after this is over it'll go unlisted and the um the actual episode will then be exported and then uh released on you know fucking youtube or something <laughs> where do i change that actually Enable DVR. Okay, that one's fine. Unlist live replay when stream ends? Yes. Save that fucking setting. The podcast. Live. I'm tweeting it out. Um, so yeah. Wow, that was a bad squeak. <laughs> Um, yoink. All right, it's tweeted. Earlier I was doing a test for this, the simulcasting test, and someone uh, followed me on Twitch, and I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy that someone watched while I was doing the test. And followed. And then uh, they like left in the chat. Actually, I could probably pull it up. What's their name? Shameful Slaved. Interesting name, I guess. Here, I can actually put them on blast. <laughs> um, let me pull up Chatterino. Their name in... And then, here, how do we, without showing, universe my screen. So let me pull up their chat history so I can show you the, what they said. Because it's kind of funny. So I'm like, oh wow, they followed during a live? And then, uh, all of a sudden, they just send this message in chat. Yeah, hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, uh, views, chatbots, etc. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Flexible and convenient order management panel, chat panel, everything is in your hands. Turn it on slash off slash customize. Go to stream whatever the fuck dot whatever. 
and I just uh, I deleted it doing that. <laughs> I banned them, and I left a mod comment, bot and scammer. So like, if I'm ever streaming again, and like, let's say this guy submits a ban appeal, even though I'm pretty sure it's a bot, or like a mod sees it, then they're not going to be confused on what this is. Um, it is indeed a uh, a bot. So there will be no question about it. So I have a couple things lined up. I have some stuff I can talk about. Um, surprisingly, a somewhat prepped episode, which is kind of sad that I have to say surprisingly, because I'm usually... Uh, it's really sad. I'm usually never prepared for this shit. So I will go ahead and talk about the Patreon real quick. I changed my tiers. Um, not that anyone cares, but <laughs> I changed what the tiers get. I'm no longer doing uh early access stuff, so um like, you know, like occasionally there'll still be bonus episodes and whatnot. But uh I'm no longer releasing the episodes a few days earlier just because it's too, it hinders the process of making the podcast. And honestly I should have known that from the start that it was gonna make me upset doing that because you know the uh um the stuff I talk about is somewhat topical, so when I have to wait like three or four days for it to come out i mean it's it's already outdated at that point, so um plus the you know the t m g podcast kind of learned that right when they were having their main perk on patreon b you get the episode a week early, but then it's like when you watch on YouTube, it's all outdated stuff and it kind of ruins the growth of the podcast. So um, I went ahead and just decided I'm going to do, um, you know, releasing the episode for everyone the same day. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that way what I talk about is a little bit more topical. And hopefully people will actually want to watch because the topic's not beaten to death yet. But let's let's be real. Most of the stuff I talk about does get beaten to death um, by the time I talk about it. So... Um, unsubscribe from Michaels. The fuck? Why would I do that? All right. Let's get into it. So, um, yeah, some of the stuff I'm going to talk about is a little political, but first I'm going to start off with this, like, horrific, horrifying video. Um... And then maybe I'll move on to the Joe Rogan thing. So the Joe Rogan thing's actually kind of sad. As a former Joe Rogan viewer, um, it's it's so sad that I can't watch an episode with Bobby Lee in it because of just how far gone Joe Rogan is. So here's this clip that I found on Twitter. Um, this is like one of the most <laughs> like saddening, not one of the most saddening, just like one of the most like wild things I've ever seen. From the new generation, if that makes sense. We're Gen Alpha influencers. Of course, we are obsessed with skincare. We're Gen Alpha influencers. Of course, my favorite stores are Sephora and Ulta. We're Gen Alpha influencers. Of course, we wear a headband when we're doing our get ready with me. Dude, I gotta say, this shit's like sad. I don't know what it is. I feel like if you're that young you shouldn't even be worrying about makeup i mean that's like clearly millennial parenting like where they project their own uh childhood you know shit onto their kids where they're like well my mom didn't let me or like maybe they grew up insecure and they think like oh my kids need they they need this stuff you know maybe that's what they're going at but um i don't know it just it's like kind of freaky. I've I've always thought it's weird. Like I knew people growing up that started wearing makeup when we were like 12. And like n either they w wear a lot of it now or they don't wear any. <laughs> and you know, it's just kind of sad uh to watch. I don't know. Where did I put Chatterin? Put it over here. Then it's not on my other monitor like that. <clears throat> But yeah, I don't know. It it 
makes me sad to see young kids get like basically drafted by their parents into this weird insecurity cycle, you know. And I and Gen Alpha is being raised predominantly by millennials, <clears throat> so you know it's it's just think keep that in mind when you see this stuff that a lot of it is millennials that are projecting their own insecurity onto their children or projecting their own like childhood trauma onto their children. And um, it's kind of sad. Like, you know, Gen Z is known for having the same angst and like uh, anger that Gen X had because we were raised predominantly by Gen X parents. <clears throat> and so um, that's kind of like a thing we're known for. Dude, I hate the lighting on my face. <laughs> my laptop is making my glasses like make my face look like I'm angry. I'm so mad about this topic. <laughs> um but I don't know. I I feel like um you know, I feel like this is just like a really sad thing. And also to make them like act out for your TikTok. It it's kind of creating a new <clears throat> feeling of um it's creating this new feeling of like uh child content where your child is exploited for views. You know, like this video was clearly made to get views. It's hopping on a trend. It's it's like also kind of shocking. I feel like there's some level of self-awareness with this stuff where like the people filming it know how scary it is to film something like that. So I don't know. It just um it just rose me the wrong way, you know. Uh oh yeah, sorry. I was looking at something. <laughs> We're Gen Alpha influencers. Of course we don't have toys. Hey, you know, funny little goof. You know, she has like these fucking slime toys on the table. Uh, yeah, like, look at all this shit. Why does a kid that age need that stuff? She doesn't even have all of her teeth. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. Like, in the worst way possible, it makes me feel like garbage. Like, I don't know why you would need all that stuff at that age. Like, all the skin care, like, skin cleansers and stuff. You don't even really need any of that at the age of, like, 10. Maybe as a teenager, you need, like, a face wash. I know I did. I used to use face wash as a teenager because I had a lot of acne. But, like, at, like, 10 years old, dude, I wasn't doing all that shit. I was, like, washing my hair. You know, I was using, you know, I was clearly, like, taking showers and cleaning myself. I didn't need, like, face cleansers. You know, my sister uh, sure as hell didn't need makeup at that age. She didn't start wearing makeup till she was in, like... Actually, I think she was in middle school when she started wearing makeup. So, you know... But that was her, like, begging us. That's what I'm talking about when I say, like, childhood insecurity. Um, that's what I mean when I say that stuff. Because, you know, when when these millennials were children, the internet was just starting out, and it was a lot more harsh and mean, and people bullying each other was a lot more prevalent. These people, you know, grew up in the 90s, in the early 2000s, so... A lot of it, I feel like, is them being like, well, I wanted to feel pretty back then, so I'm going to convince my child that they should feel pretty. And, um, I don't know, it just seems kind of sad. So that's my take on that. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a pretty sound take, and I think it's fairly universal across uh, the internet. I think most people especially my age, believe this uh, point of view. So, I mean, I'm probably just preaching to the choir, but that's what I feel about that. I feel like children shouldn't be wearing that stuff that young. And Also, stop filming your kids, man. Stop. Stop doing that shit. That shit's weird, and it's strange. Stop doing that, you know? Shit's fucking weird. It, you know, if uh, if they can't, re if they don't understand the full scope of what they're agreeing to, when you go want to be in a video, 
Like, if you tell them a lot of people are going to see this, I feel like as a kid I would have been like, Ooh. like it, literally at like 10 years old, if I was told a million people are going to see you on this video, I would have been like, I don't really want to be in it. <laughs> I was very self-conscious as a kid, so I probably would have declined to be in a video like that. <clears throat> um, so Bobby Lee went on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I want to find the clip I saw. Um, yeah, dude, people are making so many videos about this. Uh, yeah, people are making so many memes about this. Bobby Lee went on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. And just like, I'm trying to find the clip I saw that's more extended. I I saw the full clip. It just is like so odd. Like Joe Rogan goes on like a, he goes on like a really long rant about uh, like COVID vaccines. Trying to find it. It's just this really long rant about COVID vaccines. I know I saw it on the Joe Rogan subreddit. But yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to find it. How can I not find this? I'm going to look on my profile because I know I upvoted it. Like this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, he goes on like a really long rant about vaccines. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Here it is. Um, Joe Rogan rants for half... It was taken down? Wait, Why? Just lock the thread. What? This had like 7,000 upvotes. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm going to start sneezing. I mean, at least the video is still here. I don't know why this was taken down. Oh. Died of COVID. Something like 90 plus percent had four plus comorbidities. Four plus. Mm. Cancer, diabetes, heart attack risk. Fill in the blank. Four comorbidities. 90 plus percent of them. Yeah. I think what he's talking about. What is he fucking talking about? When you look at the number of people that died of COVID, something like 90 plus percent. What? He said 90 plus percent of people that died with COVID had a bunch of comorbidities up to four he thinks people are dying from being fat at the age of 35 and they they just so happen to have covid what a fucking idiot dude oh my god covid destroyed this man's brain i'm about to take a pill by the way here let me disable my camera for this dude what a moron oh my god I know he's been making this argument for a while now that people aren't actually dying from COVID. They're dying from being like filled with cancer, being fat fucks or something like that. God, that shit makes me so annoyed. I know people that I, I have like family that's died from that shit. Uh, I know people who know people that have died from that stuff uh, from COVID that stuff from COVID. That's such a stupid ass thing to say. Oh my god. What the fuck? I can't believe he said that. I mean, I can believe it. I know he's been saying it for a while, but... Oh my god. Wow. Oh, is the... Oh my god. Is Streamlabs not picking up on my thing? What? I had the camera up the whole time. That's stupid. Sorry, Twitch. I have to restart the thing. All right, there. Now you can actually see what I'm watching on the the Twitch end. 
I don't know why that wasn't popping up. Yeah, I can't believe he's that stupid. That had four plus comorbidities. Four plus. Ooh. Cancer, diabetes, heart attack risk. Fill in the blank. He's saying four all that stuff had, comorb- had factor in them dying from COVID. I'm sure it increased the chances of dying from COVID to some extent. But acting like that's the only reason they were dying from it. Dude, I, I know that there are people in those statistics far greater than 10% that were dying of of COVID-19 that were fully healthy. I know it's more than 10%. There's no fucking way that there's not that 90% of the deaths were solely because the people had other shit going on. There's no way it's that big of a number. That's such a stupid ass thing to say. And then he also goes in and tries to act like, you know, Oh, if you get the vaccine, you, well, oh yeah, but you still get COVID, and it's like yeah, but you don't die from it. Like what? What else? I guess this man wants you to take your horseworm medicine and just shut up. Like uh, who's paying this man? That's what I get from these rants, and there are even people in the replies to this post saying the same thing. Who is paying him to say this stuff? That's the only way it would make sense that he's saying stuff like this. Is that if someone is paying him? And that's the only way I could really believe it either. I don't I don't want to believe that Joe Rogan is this unbelievably stupid. You know? I mean, I know he's kind of dumb, but in like a bro-y way. Now he's over here like spouting off bullshit statistics and all that. It just feels like your Facebook dad. Uh, you know, being untrustworthy on the internet because he believes everything that he reads. That's what it reads like. Oh my god, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Morbidities. 90 so the, plus the main part of this is that I wanted to show where can I not yeah. increase the speed? I wanted to show where he just like rants and rants and rants and Bobby Lee is like uh huh uh huh come on man I want to speed it up it's not that it's not bad of course it's bad but it's you know what's worse you motherfuckers telling everybody what they have to do and not have to do you you motherfuckers telling people they could shut their businesses down and they have to take this experimental medication look the government was like padding the bill of a lot of these mom and pops that had to shut down a lot of businesses had online stuff going on there were still delivery drivers out on the road it really uh, you know in hindsight Hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> in in hindsight, you know, four years later, uh, the lockdown was not even that bad. It was, you know, people making a bigger deal out of uh, that than it really needed to be. Because, you know, the government could have easily just given money to be these businesses to stay open or these businesses could have used delivery services to continue operation, you know, but there are companies that couldn't, uh, you know, handle that kind of shutdown. And that's unfortunate, but like we're currently talking about valuing businesses staying open more than the thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that died from this. Because we let it spread so far. Like, that's the discussion here is, what do you rather want? Businesses stay afloat, uh, which, by the way, them staying open, a lot of them didn't even survive staying open during COVID. But so what would you rather? Businesses stay afloat or hundreds of thousands uh, and, and hundreds of thousands of people dying or a couple or a few businesses throughout the city have to unfortunately shut down because even with government assistance, they can't survive. And a, but a bunch of people survive. You know, that's the kind of the trade-off here. So I, I, I hate this stupid-ass argument. And also, it is 2024, and we are still complaining about this? What is going on? Why are we doing this? Dude, it's been four years. It's been three years since the lockdown which didn't even really happen in america by the way unless you want to count like new york city maybe the softest lockdown on the planet australia had a real lockdown china had a real lockdown the u.s a lockdown you know there there's all like almost nothing resembling a lockdown that happened in this country but you know besides that 
it has been three years since the supposed lockdown has ended because we have vaccines. And even with vaccines, these fucking dorks are still over here like crying about what went down in 2020. And they're, and they're over here being like, the vaccine's actually dangerous. And uh, don't get it. You could die. Like, I don't understand the motive here. What's up with the motive for Joe Rogan? What's the motive for Joe Rogan to be an anti-vaxxer? You know? Regardless of whether or not they have natural immunity. Dude. And the fucking natural immunity bullshit is so stupid. There are people out there that will, like, get COVID and then a few weeks later get COVID again. You know, and then get COVID again, and it just happens over and over and over. Uh, so not a lot of natural immunity, and there are definitely studies out there. Not even out there. There are studies, and there are trials run, and there are statistics about uh, natural immunity versus having the vaccine and their effectiveness. And the vaccine is significantly, exponentially better. It was Gestapo shit. I'm with it you, was- but I'm with you. It was, yeah. it was, and yeah, Bobby going, I'm with you, I'm with you to try to end this topic. Somebody pointed that out too in the replies. Take this experimental medication, regardless of whether or not they have natural immunity. Dude, it was Gestapo shit. I'm with it you, was, but I'm with you. It was, yeah. it was fucking mind control. It was totalitarian, authoritarian tactics. They were limiting people's livelihood, limiting people's ability to travel, shaming people. It's it's not an obligation. <laughs> the <to> fade cut <laughs> to show how much time's passed. That's Attention crazy. Okay, but it is something that I think would help people break out of the cult because that cult. It's like you think you're a good person if you buy hook, line, and sinker everything that the left says. That's crazy. That's hilarious. Uh, apparently, this whole thing. Started from uh, started from Bobby Lee telling a story about how he threw up blood. That's what the reply said. That all of this started because Bobby Lee told a story that had some bearing on some kind of biological function, which just like like the Manchurian Candidate triggered something in Joe Rogan's brain that made him talk about vaccines for half an hour. Um, and a lot of people are saying that this made the episode unwatchable. So. I love the misspelling of official in the rules, by the way. Um, but yeah, apparently a lot of people think that this made this unwatchable. And uh, I would agree, honestly. I mean, a lot of the, the Joe Rogan episodes are unwatchable now because of rants like this and uh, rants about the Democrats and the left and all that shit. So um, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree. Uh, I want to skip to the end because I'm obviously not going to watch a whole clip about joe rogan being an anti-vaxxer i mean we get the point we get the gist it's just him going in circles and act control over the people that they never had before mm. and that's what they did during covid and the redistribution of wealth was insane yeah the we did the redistribution of wealth to big corporations like and companies, gates profited back oh big. my god I mean, so yeah. many people did billions of dollars yeah, yeah. was moved i gotta love him taking this very leftist position of massive corporations receiving PPP loans and then eventually those loans being forgiven um, on the massive corporation scale, the ones that already had billions of profits stored away and could have easily paid their workers during that time. Um, I like that he takes that very leftist position and tries to frame it like it's the left's fault. Um, even though Trump was in office, it was a, tr- a Republican controlled Senate, a right. I think it was. I think it was like a fully Republican uh, government, wasn't it, that was passing that shit? So I don't understand his point here that, like, what, they were giving PPP loans to large businesses? Yeah, I agree. That's fucked. It should have been small businesses or medium-sized businesses only, not large companies, which I do know large companies did get loans to some extent. Um, but also, he accepted like a $200 million uh, spot, or not $200 million. Was it $200 million or was it $100 million? He accepted a massive payload from Spotify during 2020. So if we want to talk about the redistribution of wealth, uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, because that's a crazy amount of money to receive during the pandemic. Um, I don't know. I, I just find this whole rant that he went on to be ridiculous. 
especially when the the idea of massive corporations getting payoffs from the government which ha- has happened like all the time for decades now the fact that uh he's even bringing it up and but then immediately turning around and going ugh the left it it's just such a stupid thing to to say <laughs> cuz like the left don't want that either like he just has such a skewed idea of what the left is this man thinks like robin hood would be a republican like that's how kind of dumb he is yeah well it just stresses me out Uh, you want to talk about the movie he didn't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) can we talk can we talk about the movie i'm promoting Yeah. yeah 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 what's your movie bobby oh I'm I'm barely in it. Somebody said if you loop the video, then it's even funnier. Can we talk? Can we talk about the movie I'm promoting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your movie, Bobby? Oh, I'm I'm barely in it. When you look at the number of people that (laughs) die, he just immediately goes back into a rant. That's such a funny thing to think about. Um. Oh yeah. Here's a meme that a guy named Beetlejuice posted. Oh, hell yeah, Joe's got Bobby Leon. This is going to be so fun and silly. I can't wait to listen. Rants about COVID 90% of the episode. I love this screen grab, too. Damn, that's actually from the episode, too. Same outfit, everything. Holy shit. Um, But this is the clip compilation that somebody posted, too. Oh, forum. The whole thing's nuts. It's like, who's deciding? You can tell they recorded this off Spotify, by the way. It's pretty funny. It what breaks happens, rule number five. Happen. It's not that guy, right? So if it's not him, who the fuck is it? Is it the Secretary of State? Is it, is it the press secretary? And he's only saying whatever the fuck they write down for him. The whole thing's oh, nuts. Biden. It's like, who's deciding what happens and doesn't happen? Probably his advisors, probably the DNC to some extent, probably the Secretary of State, like you just said. Definitely the Pentagon when it comes to military bullshit. Definitely his advise his close advisors. Uh, I'm sure the press secretary has even advised him sometimes on what to do. Like, guys, we all know it's it's even the left agrees with you. Only liberals and moderates are disillusioned by Biden. Like, we all know that he's not calling the shots. He may be calling the shots sometimes. There are some distinctly Biden things. Um, that he does that clearly came from him. But overall, the um, massive decisions he makes, we we know it comes from his advisors, man. Listen to the way that he talks. It's obvious. This isn't groundbreaking coming from Joe. It's not that guy, right? So if it's not him, who the fuck is it? Is it the Secretary of State? Is it is it the press secretary? Who's who's is it the military industrial complex? Are they completely at the helm? Will they ever let control of that wheel to anybody else now that they have it? Is it the is it the shit you think about when you lay in bed at night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck do you sleep? Sometimes I don't. That's, yeah, yeah. That's a real problem at night. Yeah. At night I So this man's like sixty now. Why does he even have to think about this shit? How old is Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan age. He's 56. Dude, you don't have to think about this stuff. Unless I guess he's worried for his daughters, but like... Then go fucking educate yourself so you can actually get a good night rest. I don't know, though. You would have to be like a disillusioned liberal to sleep well at night. Like, even I stay up late sometimes thinking about the state of the world and, like, the political sphere in this country... And it makes me want to, like, throw up. Like, this country's fucked with a capital F. Capitalize all the letters. This country's fucked, dude. Like, heavily fucked. Super fucked, even. This country's sort of done for. So, you know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um. I don't know. I, he he's staying up at night over this stuff because it's so barbaric and crazy that he's like deep in the trenches in the conspiracy rabbit hole. He thinks like he probably thinks like the CIA is going to come kill him any minute now. That's probably why he stays awake at night. I wonder what his family thinks. Is Joe Rogan going to potentially become the most divorced dad in America? 
right behind Elon Musk. Because what does his wife think about this? What are his daughters going to think about all this in the future? Because I've watched the Joe Rogan experience enough uh, enough to know um, that he lives in an all-women household and that his studio is pretty much like his man cave. So what do what does his wife think about all this? And like, what are his daughters going to think in the future? Because I don't think his daughters are old enough to really comprehend what he's got going on here. It's like, seriously, I want to know what his wife thinks. Because... I don't either she's just as much of a chud as him or she's like Joe what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> you know like that's the only thing I can imagine is going on but yeah I have my most anxiety-filled moments about this stuff. I, I've talked about it openly. Wow. But I'll really freak out at night because I, I legitimately think we are one or two events away from living in the Stone Age again. And I think it could happen in our lifetime and it could happen to you and I. And he said, with- And that is the right wing's fault. Dude, how much do we have to talk about this for people to realize that it is the authoritarian, fascist right wing that is at fault for this. Like, it's not uh, the left's fault. The left has only ever talked about wanting peace. We've always talked about defunding the military because it's just full of corporate money at this point. Like, just money to be paying off military contractors. Like, that's one of our top uh, values on the on the far left end of the spectrum is that we want our forever wars to end. We want to pull out of every country... Pretty much, we you know we don't want any involvement. It's a very isolationist uh, mindset with a side of yeah, we'll still be a part of the UN and NATO, but like you know, but we'll talk peace. Like we want peace, and you know, like this is a perfect example: the Israeli Gaza conflict. You know, how how much have we talked about a ceasefire and all that stuff? Like clearly. We are on the side of peace. Liberals who are still somewhat left, but not nearly as left as us. Liberals are even not on all that on board with the ceasefire because they think it'll hurt Biden's chances of reelection. If we continue this whole ceasefire talk, you know, not realizing that if they also just flipped heel and also called for a ceasefire, we would and then Biden did it. We would probably vote for Biden, even though he's allowed twenty five thousand people to die already but you know we've always taken the side of peace and so when he goes i think we're one or two mistakes away from uh nuclear war it's like blame the fucking right wing then blame the blame the conservatives man blame the neoliberals that's that's what it is it's neoliberalism at its finest what's gonna get you killed on a global or planetary scale it's going to be neoliberalism and late-stage capitalism, especially late-stage capitalism. When people just fucking snap and they start throwing people into the guillotines, you know, I don't be shocked because it's coming, it seems. You know, the more and more fed up people are getting with the way things are. The Pegasus, too, all they need is your phone number. Yeah. But, hey. But Joe, but Joe, can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. What? Can't you just shut it off and not? I mean, there's so many people in this country just walk around and they just don't. All these things that we're talking about right now, they don't think about it. They just live their lives. Don't you think that that's a happier life or no? Um, it depends on whether or not your voice actually matters. Yeah. He's a journalist. I just feel so stressed out right now. You just... <laughs> Why? Because that's it's, the reality stre- that we stre- live in. It's stressing me out. That's the reality yeah. that we live in. We live in a very dangerous, complicated world. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. But you it's know, merely speculative. Yeah. Probably. These people all. Maybe. But also, evil is profit over human life. They just ha- there's no other option for them to work. But there's a power powerlessness mm-hmm. that one feels. I. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. No. We're talking. Two and a half hours is. That's good enough. That's huge. That's plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But if I leave, you're going to keep going? No, no. I'll all right. I'll Let's just stop now. Okay. So the, the next time I have other things I want to talk about. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me on. beautiful podcast. So great. It was beautiful. Thank you so much perfect. for having me. My pleasure, brother. Watch uh, the Drugstore June. So now that we cracked our, our ice and we did this, we'll do them more often, right? Yeah, 100%. Yes, 100%. And yeah. please. Ew, I don't like the vibe Rogan's giving in this clip. That's kind of gross. <laughs> I don't like the vibe he's giving. He's giving like he's kind of mad that Bobby's just flat out ending the podcast right then and there. He probably thought they were going to go longer. But I guess when, you're, when your bud is sitting in the room and you're out here spouting off the most stressful shit, on, like the most doomer, doomsday shit, then uh, you know, you're going to stress them out. They're going to want to leave. <laughs> oh, man. People keep saying he needs to do DMT again. You know, that's probably true. Oh, man, this guy talks about him and his dad dabbling in 9-11 truther stuff and Iraq war shenanigans, but that his dad just kept falling down the rabbit hole while he didn't. Oh, man, that's sad. <laughs> his dad says Alex Jones is a CIA plant. That's crazy. Why would they ever want Alex Jones? <clears throat> uh, so hot guys. Oh man, I I don't have my Alex Jones impression anymore. Uh, listen. Uh, fuck, I don't have it anymore. That sucks. Yeah. I don't have my I I I'm like losing all my voice impressions. When I was in high school, I used to be able to do uh, a really good Morty impression uh, from Rick and Morty. And now, if I try to do that, uh, I can't. <laughs> Just to say the least, I can't do it anymore. Um, but I used to be able to do like the oh geez, like. Oh, oh, geez, Rick. But, like, my voice is, wasn't as deep back then, so I could do it. I can't really do it now, though. It's weird. I can't <clears throat> use, like, my... Oh! I can't get the same cadence. I can't get the same tone. I used to be able to, like, use the voice in my head to project out that type of voice. Like, I could do Mr. Meeseeks really well, and I could piggyback off that by doing Morty. And um, I, I just can't do it anymore, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of sad about that. Um, but I guess I can't do Alex Jones either. Um, I'm kind of, you know, that quote from the Dragon <laughs> Experience. Did Discord close? I don't remember closing it. Oh, I did close it. Weird. Well, it's open now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I used to be able to do a pretty decent impression of both of them, and now I can't, so that kind of sucks. That or it's just I'm, I'm not able to riff off the top anymore. Like, maybe I just don't remember how to get into the voice. And watching season seven of Rick and Morty definitely fucked up my perception of that voice, because Morty does sound a little different, so... It it does get a little harder for me to adapt to that voice, because I, when I think of him now, I either think of the Justin voice or the new one. And it makes it hard to figure out which one to do. The new one kind of sounds more like what I would be able to do now. Like, oh, you guys made a... Uh, yeah, see, I can't even do it. I can't even get my voice to go to that range. Um, But when I was like a sophomore in high school, I could do the voice. I say that like that wasn't that long ago. I guess, yeah, seven years ago I could do the voice. Good God, fossil. I'm like a fossil at this point. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. So I talked about it with John that, you know, the... <laughs> I talked about it with John that the um, whole thing with the door being ripped off the uh, uh, the Alaskan Airlines flight 
I talked about how the, um, you know, conservatives are trying to argue that it's because of DEI that the door fell off, like how somehow people of color being hired or women being hired as pilots like somehow affects a door coming off a plane. It's just like incredibly racist and sexist. And um, if you look at the statistics of every plane crash, predominantly, you know, that have pilots that come from America, at least predominantly white. So just like kind of keep that in mind whenever you hear stuff like this. And what did he say? He implied he doesn't want LaQuisha James flying his plane or a black lesbian operating on him. Okay. He says, quote, I made a logical statement, end quote. Charlie Kirk doubled down on racist black pilot comment. Wow. <laughs> Here, so here's the clip of him saying um, the thing about the black pilot. And that's why I think this United story and the DEI story yes. hits so hard because we've all... Oh, and, and just keep in mind, also, I love it when I see this in the background because then I'm like, oh, so I know you're racist. Um, keep in mind that after he says what he's about to say, everyone in the room goes into damage control because it was a little too uh, quiet part out loud. Like... Instead of skirting around what what he said, he just fucking says it. He just launches it into the into the internet. Been in the back of a plane when the turbulence hits, or when you're flying through a storm, and you're like, "I'm so glad I saw the guy with the right stuff and the square jaw get into the cockpit before." We also, what does that mean? What does the square jaw part mean? the right stuff and the square jaw get into the cockpit before what does that mean exactly that's a very odd comment i'm not going to dwell on it but like it's a very weird thing to say before we took off and i also email them at freedom at charliekirk.com talk about how much you love freedom feel better now thank you no, i mean about like that. you want to go thought crime like i'm sorry if i see a black pilot i'm going to be like boy i hope he's qualified well, well, that's the you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have done that before. Look at him. You wouldn't have done that before. And then they bring up the whole panel, like immediately. Like what the fuck? Because the I go thought crime. Like says. I'm sorry. If I see a black pilot, I'm gonna be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. So the in insinuation is that they they are trying to argue that the black pilot was hired because he's black and not because he's a good pilot, which, like. That's just plain old racism at that point. The the thought that you think that most of the time that... What, what it in, implies is that you think that most black people um, aren't skilled in anything. Or that most women aren't skilled in anything. And that the only reason they would ever be hired is because of who they inherently are and not because of the skills they possess. Which I think is just so unbelievably bigoted. They're trying to argue that there's something like something with like DEI in this industry and that they're hiring unqualified uh, workers because simply because of who they are inherently to balance out the white to diversity ratio. It just seems so. Uh, how do I put it? Bigoted. You know, to say the least. But yeah, that's 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 the argument that they're trying to make here. Well, that's the you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have done that before. That's not an immediate. No, you wouldn't have done that before. That's not who I am. That's no. not what I believe. It is the reality the left has but created. I, I, I'm, I'm... So I like how he goes. That's not who I am. That's not what I believe. But now that I've seen one door fall off a plane, all of a sudden I think every black guy is not worthy to fly a plane. Like that's basically what he just said. Not what I believe. It is the reality the left has but created. I, I, I'm, I'm... And that's now what... I'm skeptical every time I see a person of color flying a plane. And then this fucking bald-ass dork comes over here and goes, that's the reality the left has created because we're hiring people of color and women to fly planes instead of all white guys. If it was an all-white uh, uh, 
you know, workforce, by the way, in the airline industry, they wouldn't give a shit. They wouldn't give a fuck, dude. Even if there was concrete evidence, which there already is concrete evidence, even if there was concrete evidence that um, <laughs> that there are highly qualified uh, people of color pilots or women pilots, even if there's evidence of that, which there is, by the way, they would still not care. You know, and it's like you can analyze a lot of the um, pilots that are hired that are not white or not men. You can analyze all those people's records and a lot of them are more qualified than some of the white pilots you see. And I think it's even like a thing. Um, or yeah, here, here, here's a, here's a good example. Um, Kentanji Brown Jackson, the Supreme Court justice when she was nominated every republican and their mother came out and was like oh my god they only appointed her which i know what biden said biden said he wanted um what did he say he wanted a person of color on the court or he said he wanted a person of color woman on the court one of the one of those variations of statements so i know what he said but it's not like he just you know, pulled a name out of a hat and went, here's random woman number 55, you know, put her on the court. And she's like been a judge for one week and barely passed her exams and all that. It's like a highly qualified, uh, super fit for the job, like well beyond the requirements to be a, a, a decent Supreme Court justice. Far more qualified than some of the Trump picks. And yet the first thing out of their mouths was, oh, well, another, uh, what's the, uh, what's that old racist term? Um, the initiative to affirmative action. They're like, oh, here's another affirmative action appointee to the Supreme Court. And they were all like questioning her record and whatnot, all because she was a black woman or is a black woman. It's not like she isn't anymore, but. All because she's a black woman, they were all questioning her like impeccable record. So just just keep in mind that when you hear Charlie Kirk say, whenever I see a black pilot, I sure hope he's qualified. Like, yes, there's a 99% chance he is qualified to fly the plane. I don't know how a door flying off a plane spawned all of this. I really don't. I really don't get it. But I, I, I'm, I'm... All right, I just really want to admire this bald dork again. Look at this guy's head. He almost kind of looks like he has the headphone indent in the middle. Doesn't he kind of look like that? Anyway, let me not dwell on that. <laughs> we got a show to do. And Wait, I was... Here's another clip I found, uh, and it's Tim Pool is mad that Private jets cost more. Uh, cost more. <laughs> so I guess let's watch this one. Private jets. Okay, that's not the point. The point is the cost of private jets. Okay, that's not the point. The point is the cost of private jets is skyrocketing to the and this is absolute insanity. Three years ago, I'm sorry, this is about three and a half years ago. I'm talking with some uh, wealthy individual. And I was, uh, I w we were talking about a potential trip across the country. And I said, the challenge for us is, you know, if, if I do the show Monday morning, I'm sorry, Friday morning and Friday night, that means I only have Saturday to fly out. So a Saturday event, like if you were going to book me as a speaker is like basically impossible. And they said, get a private jet. And I was like, I can't afford a private jet. You crazy. And they're like, ah, no, no, no. From like, from the East coast to the Midwest, we're looking at maybe like 15 K round trip. And I went, Really? And how That's a lot of money. I mean, I know private jet uh, trips are expensive. That's very standard. But like to a layman, that's a lot of money. Many seats, like eight to ten, depending. And I'm like, okay, so we're looking at just over a thousand bucks per person for the crew to come out to do this event. That's actually not that bad. That's only a little bit more than first class. I mean, there you go. I mean, for uh, you know, private jets are detrimental to the environment, but like, 
Yeah, there you go. You just made a decent argument for why it's cost-effective for him to fly out. Guess where it's at now? 40 to 50. Oh, no. 50,000. Inflation? Maybe. What started to happen is because of the cancellations, because of the pilot shortages, because of just the, the general first with COVID, nobody wanted to fly because of all the restrictions. Now, because of the crises pertaining to these flights, anyone who can afford it is trying to afford it. Rich people before would say, I don't care if I fly commercial, I'll fly private when I fly private. What I mean by rich is we're talking about people who have a net worth and maybe the just just over a million and a, and a decent income to be able to handle the cost of like a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar flight. What's the point he's trying to make here is that rich people have to pay a little extra penny for a private jet. Who is he speaking to right now? What audience is watching this? They'd say, yeah, whatever, first class, a thousand bucks, you get a meal on the plane. And they're a bit more comfortable, and it's not that big of a deal. But now it is. With plane crashes, with uncertainty, with diversity, the demand for private flights is through the roof. Long story short. Hold on, I gotta rewind it. What did he just say? Over a million, and a a decent income, to be able to handle the cost of like a fifteen dollars to $20,000 flight. They'd say, "Eh, whatever, first class, it's a thousand bucks, you get a meal on the plane, and they're a bit more comfortable, and it's not that big of a deal. But now it is with plane crashes, with uncertainty, with diversity. The demand for private flights is. What is he talking about? Because there's diversity in in the lineup of pilots that now they have to worry about that. And Stinky, are you defending? No, I'm not defending Tim Pool. Who is this? No, I'm not defending Tim Pool. Oh, I know who you are. Uh, no, I don't know why you would think I'm defending Tim Pool. Uh, I'm actually doing the exact opposite right now because I think he's a fucking tool. Rhymes with uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, I I know who you are. I looked through your message history. I know who you are. Um, but no, I I'm not defending uh, a PIM tool here. Um, I've actually been talking about how uh disgusting the uh, right has been about a door f- falling off a fucking airplane and them saying it's the fault of minorities. Um, yeah, I don't understand this argument of why the right thinks that a door fell off a plane because they're hiring or that uh, planes are crashing more often because they're hiring a more uh, diverse workforce. I I don't understand that. Uh, You know, if they're qualified, they're qualified and that's why they're getting hired. So this whole like dog whistle, right wing uh, garbage about, uh, you know, about the whole like, Oh, if they're not white in a male, then they, you know, were just hired based on their inherent uh, traits and not on their skill. It's just so disgusting. That's why I had a disgusted face about this whole thing, because isn't his audience like it, they do? Um, but like, isn't his audience, you know, like middle class white people? Like who the fuck is in his audience flying private? I don't even understand this complaint. That rich people have to pay more for planes now? Like, the cost of fuel has gone up because oil companies are trying to drain every last penny out of people to buy their, uh, you know, their fuel. Even though they have, uh, a, a, like, a surplus of it and could easily lower the price. So the cost of fuel has gone up in the last few years, since the last time uh, this man has flown private. And then, so yeah, there's there's... Artificial uh, inflation on that. There's price gouging on that. And then I would assume that's the majority of why the price has gone up. I mean, that's what I've always heard is that the main uh, cost of a private jet is the fuel. And yeah, I guess you would have to pay the pilot and crew. But that would just be because of like them wanting more pay in a more inflation-filled world. Just think that they'll strike it rich one day. So they're mad that... Re- yeah. 
which like you know under their ideology i mean good luck you're you're never going to get rich under a conservative ideology but or under a, a capitalist organization of the economy you know it's the the likelihood you'll get rich if you didn't have uh if you're not like a nepo baby or if you don't like inherit a large sum of money you're basically screwed you're not going to get rich especially not under this mindset so you know him crying about private planes i mean god what was it a few years ago that i used to oh 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 um taxes for the rich how like poor people and like midwest like you know 60,000 a year white people making a big uh fuss about taxes on the top 1% it's like, you're not going to be that, dude. <laughs> or if you make RimWorld and refuse to put it on sale. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just this whole thing where the conservatives have twisted themselves into a pretzel. And please, I just realized what you just said. Where the conservatives have twisted themselves into a pretzel and brainwashed themselves into thinking that, you know, they'll eventually be like mega millionaires and rule the planet and that they'll have to deal with a, a billionaire tax. The roof. Long story short, all of these factors with diversity and with climate change and the globe and the great reset and Stupid. all of these things are putting tremendous pressures on industry and resulting in their collapse. So he thinks that because there are people of color and women flying planes that that has somehow increased the likelihood of plane failures and increased plane groundings and made flying more expensive. I guess that's the argument he's trying to make. That's so stupid. I mean, or how shiny it is under that beanie. That's what I'm saying. Hasn't he been, uh, videoed and photographed underneath the beanie like three times total. I wonder how disgustingly gross that beanie is. Do you think he actually washes that thing or do you think he thinks he doesn't have to? Because that must be like a cesspool underneath that beanie. It's kind of gross. <laughs> he definitely doesn't wash it. Yeah. There's no way he washes that beanie. Oh my god. Ugh. I don't even want to. I've thought about it before, and every time I think about it, it grosses me out. Anytime I think about whether or not he washes under. Uh, he actually washes the beanie. Because, like. He's in his, like, mid-30s, clearly, but there's no hair under there either. I guess that's a decent argument, but, like, he's in, like, his mid-30s. I feel like he'd know he has to wash the beanie. I wash my beanies. But, um... Also, like, you still have to, like, clean your head. And he still sweats, I would assume, right? Dude, he wears that thing in the summer! Isn't he in, like, Texas? Isn't his studio in Texas? That man wears that thing in the summer. He's He has to be sweating underneath that beanie. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> yeah, where's his uh, facility at? Is that a weird thing to look up? Looking up where his studio is located? I don't know, because his company is registered in West Virginia. Oh, so is he in West Virginia? Because I thought, I know from, uh, there, there's someone who is like a left-wing streamer who said that he was invited onto the Timcast calling it a facility makes it sound like some murder warehouse. So true. Yeah, I <laughs> I want to take you out to the facility. And uh we're just going to talk. He like invited a leftist streamer out to his studio during COVID. And I think the streamer said something about the studio being in Texas. But maybe that was before he moved to West Virginia. I don't know. But um, 
I mean, you know, I gotta imagine it gets hot sometimes in that studio, right? And this man's wearing, like, the thickest beanie on Earth. This is where the transgender meat is processed. <laughs> it's true. He probably, yeah, that probably is where he packages and processes all the all the transgender meat. That he sells on TimCast.com. All right, and with that, uh, this will probably be the end of the first episode of Forbidden FM, the live version of the Forbidden Land podcast. Um, if you want to rewatch this, then it'll be up on the Forbidden Land podcast YouTube channel. Um, it'll be on Spotify, all the streaming platforms. So, um, and a good night to you too. And um, so yeah, that'll be the end. That'll be the end of the episode. Um, yeah, hope hope you enjoyed. And um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.